0: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Five gold rings, for calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge and a tree. Episode 5. What gives? Uh, welcome, my name is Jonathan Harden. This is episode five of series three of the Honest Actors podcast sponsored by TodayTix. If you want to get great offers and theatre tickets, access today seats on your mobile and exclusive front row lotteries, you need TodayTix. Ticketing app lets you see theatre differently. To get tickets with no queues and no fuss, download TodayTix now from the App Store and Google Play. Before I let you hear episode five, I want to ask you once again, Have you let anyone know about your favourite bits of the podcast on Twitter? If not, why not? This is the fifth episode I've given you. I've spent a lot of time in rooms on my own. I've travelled the country interviewing actors. And I just want to know what your favourite bits are. Please do share them. Hashtag best of honest actors. Tell your friends as well in person, face to face, via text on your WhatsApp groups, whatever. Just, you know, get the word out there, please. Consider it a gift. It's a Christmas gift to your friends. 5 episodes of Honest Actors and a backcat of 26. Also, if you're feeling joyous and full of Christmas spirit, please leave a rating and or a review on the podcast app of your choice. It makes a difference. Anyway, episode 5 is with Sarah Ball, spelt B-A-L-L. I recorded it in her home in October of this year when I started to put a move on towards Series 3, I should apologise for the first 15 minutes. <laughs> I forgot to turn my microphone on, which has meant that I've basically had to go through it and every time I speak, boost my my voice, uh, boost the level on Sarah's microphone and on the additional shotgun microphone. And I think it kind of got away with it, but it does seem like a bit of a boomy kind of thing, right? Don't worry, 15 minutes in, which is quite slow, I work out what's going on eventually and uh, turn my microphone on. So apologies for that little bit at the start. Uh, One thing I should explain is there's a little reference to us both wearing ties to interviews. That is because... One of the things that I discovered, you may notice that in the podcast episodes of this series where I've remembered to turn my microphone on or where I have worn headphones, uh, see Adrian Lester's episode, the sound quality is, I think, a good bit better. And that's because rather than clipping microphones to people's dresses and shirts and T-shirts, I discovered that if we both wore ties around our necks, regardless of what we're wearing, so tie with T-shirt, whatever, that I can clip it to the tie, as if we're Jon Snow on Channel 4 News And it sounds great So, that's what the joke about us both wearing ties to interview is You now understand Hopefully, still might not be funny Not my problem Here it is, episode 5 of series 3 of the Honest Actors Podcast Sponsored by Today Takes With Sarah Ball Enjoy so the first things first is uh, thank you for agreeing to do it. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Um, it is uh, the fault of no mother of And uh, that is, uh, I mean, it's good because you haven't even listened to it yet. So you literally have no I idea.
1: I have no idea what's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, i mean, you your hands, no, Jonathan. Literally no idea. <laughs> literally no idea what okay. was gonna happen
0: right so it starts off really easy ah. and then it gets easier and then ends like basically downhill coasting so it, 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 this is the hardest question okay because it requires you to think oh Maybe. god I don't know um same for everybody how did you get into acting
1: I got into acting through knowing that I couldn't work in an office so basically uh, the age of 17 i was working for british telecom because my dad worked for british telecom and my brothers worked for british telecom
0: job for life
1: yeah exactly which life. which is just like a death sentence so i was sat there in uh, at the age of 17 being a terrible clerical assistant um and i thought oh, i can't do this just cannot do this with the rest of my life what do i like doing and my mind kind of drifted back to primary school, and in primary school, I was in all the plays. I was I was Mary in the Nativity. I was you know singing. There's a hole in my bucket with a, a guy who should remain nameless, who I was madly in love with until about the age of eleven, who didn't look my way. So what I did was behind my dad's back, I applied to do theatre studies at Kidderminster College A levels. Um, and you had to audition, and I'd never auditioned before. And I did a speech from Miss Julie, I think. Strangely, um, and I got in. And I was really, really happy because I thought this is this is
0: great. So, so you, up to this point, uh, just to be clear, you have no prior. Uh, you didn't do youth theatre. No. Nope. You didn't... Did you do a school play in primary school? You uh, you were a shepherd?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mary and the Nativity play, which is why, you know, I think that was where the seed was. did did
0: But you say... But here's the thing, like, to go back to that, you did that and then put it in in a compartment. Like, you went, oh, that was fun, but it's just a... It's a game. It's like playing... yeah. Rounders, yeah. that's not working for BT, right? That's that's, other...
1: Acting's not a proper job, you know. Right. So, so there aren't any actors from Worcester, which is where I come from, West Midlands. You right. know, it wasn't something that was in the air or anything like that.
0: So does someone then, does something something changes ahead of that application where you think it's more than just fun or are you still going, okay, it's, it's not BT, it's not a real thing, but I still would like to do it for a little bit longer?
1: Yeah, I think I wanted to explore it. I didn't suddenly go, I want to be famous, or this is the life that I want. I thought, what do I like doing? I'll give that a go. Right. So I did. Um, And I got in, and I told my parents, and they weren't very happy, because from where I come from, you kind of get married, you have kids, uh, especially as a female Generally, then you didn't really have much of a life apart, apart from family or, yeah. or as a clerical assistant, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it was kind of unheard of, and this obviously caught them left field because it was coming from virtually nowhere. Because it was coming from virtually nowhere within me as well, because um, I didn't do any plays in secondary school. I, I won the speech competition. Um, uh, which... so were you
0: quite academic? Were you? Were you more of a kind of public speaker than an actor in secondary school? There were
1: well, it was the opportunities weren't there really. I went to a grammar school and we did uh, Shakespeare. Uh, we read Shakespeare sitting down in English, okay. and occasionally there was a school play. Which I think I was only in one of those school plays where all the girls played the boys, and yeah. you know, much like theatre as it is now yeah. um, <laughs> becoming. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so so basically, yeah. Uh, speech was reading poetry nicely and that was the closest you really got to drama in my secondary school. So then when I went to uh, Kilimanjaro College, I met people who were fun and uh, I I found it fun um, and really took it on full time. Kind of this is it, this is it. And then uh, went to youth theatre, went to Worcester Youth Theatre with... um, there's, there's a handful of us that have come out of Worcester U Theatre that have done things with our yeah. lives or at least carried on to, down that artistic theatrical road a lot of people describe it as
0: like it sounds quite wacky in some regards a lot of people describe it as like a, several people have said it felt like they found their tribe, tribe or, yeah. their, or their people or whatever it is did it did you c- kind of have that as well it sounds like you, you may have
1: yeah absolutely and you know i'm still in contact with some of that tribe and you know that's from the age of about 17 so when we finished well, I left Kiddermintz College a year early um, to form a theatre company um, where we were doing, it was the 80s, we were doing right on plays about wife battering yeah. and conservation and stuff like this. And also with um, somebody who is very well known at the moment, um, who I won't mention because I'm not sure I'm meant, meant to mention names. <laughs> anyway, he with him, we did a, a kind of comedy uh, uh, group where we used to go around uh, pubs and village halls and do kind of comedy sketches, comedy songs, things like that. And then I applied for drama school. And I applied one year, didn't get didn't get in, basically. Uh, I think I was on the waiting list for Bristol or something. And then uh, applied the next year. And I did get in
0: to Central. So Bristol's loss was Central's gain Absolutely How did that feel in that year? So that year between not getting in and getting in Obviously history playing forwards You now know that you got in the year after But in that year you weren't to know that the next year wasn't going to be exactly the same Had you not got into Central at that point? Had you made a decision that maybe this wasn't going to happen? Or do you think you would have persisted?
1: I would have carried on until I got in I mean that that was it That was what I was going to do and nobody was going to kind of stop me doing it. So. what
0: about your family? Do, 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 uh, the point where you don't get in and they know you've applied, does anybody put an arm yeah. around you and say, maybe the job's there in BT if you wanted"?
1: Well, you see, this is the thing. I think if you're an actor, and, you know, I teach in Central um, once a year. I teach uh, acting for screen and, and uh, film to the third-year students. And I think this would and is my advice to them, and I think anybody is the fact that if you want to act, you have to be absolutely determined. It's not something that you can play at because it's your whole, it's got to be your whole life. And in saying that, I'm not saying that you can't do other things as well. I'm just saying that you have to have that determination, otherwise you just will not well, you know, every, uh, around every corner, somebody's saying, no, no, I don't want you for this. No, you're too short, fat, old, young, wrong sex, blah. You've got to be able to take it on the chin and you've got to be able to carry on. So I think, in a way, auditioning for drama school is a very good way of, 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 of um, sifting the meat, sifting the wheat from the chaff in the way that determined people would continue to audition. To try and get in. And I think if you're that determined, you don't listen to people who say, oh, you're not
0: very good, because you know that you are. Do you think, um, I mean, yeah, it's a way of separating the wheat from the chaff, but obviously the, the difference is that the determination that you have at 19 or 20 doesn't necessarily stick around, certainly without fluctuations, you know, for better or for worse. In spite of all that, have there been times whenever you've had those moments of thinking, and I keep on going back to BT, but, you know, that maybe a more regular income, maybe a more secure uh, financial kind of setup would be preferable? Absolutely. And I don't
1: blame people for going for that if that's what they want. But I think my way of thinking generally because I do other things as well I'm, I've done lots of study to do other things that can make me an income um I think I do that to support my acting habit is <laughs> almost like you know it's a drug it's something that you really have to do and I think that most people who are truly creative whether it's an artist poet uh potter the actor if you have that creative element inside you you have to explore that in some capacity um i do anyway i'm speaking for myself here uh so yeah i think that's when people like us creative people get into trouble is when we're not able to express ourselves creatively and you can carry on doing that and do another job but sometimes i think well i think I would have problems just stopping acting or being creative. I might be able to stop acting and stop writing or directing or doing. So so long as I'm being creative, I'm happy. But I think if that element of creativity was taken away from my life, my life in particular, that wouldn't be a great thing
0: for me. It seems that a lot of the drama schools seem to be at least acknowledging, and if not Actively, a lot of them are actively kind of um, encouraging actors to have other strengths to their Mm boat. And that I, I imagine twenty years ago, not many drama schools were talking about devising Mm -hmm. or making your own work. Mm -hmm. Um, But on a kind of taking that even even further in terms of what you just said, you just said, do you think acting is becoming? a part time profession there's been a, this sense of a part time profession has started to emerge in the past couple of years in my conversations where some actors and some agents have said it, it for most people it's only ever going to be a part time thing and like you said it's a habit that you have to somehow support yeah, do you think that's f- a fair representation or do you do you still feel like it's possible realistically possible for actors to go I'm an actor and not do anything else do anything else <sighs>
1: Um, it's possible. Um, you know, I know some actors who do that and they're very lucky in the way that things have kind of fallen, uh, you know, out for them in life. Um, I think there are also many, many more actors that I know who have to work in bars or have to, you know, you've got to pay the rent and mostly, you have to live in London, and that is very expensive. So, you know, just do the maths. If you're not earning over a certain amount of money, you have to do something else in order to support you, unless you're lucky enough to have, you know, a rich partner or or a trust fund or whatever. I think, realistically speaking, most actors have to support themselves in, in some way because there are only very few actors who work consistently. And even actors who've just done a fantastic film and it's just come out they might not work for you know six or seven months after that you know I know plenty of people and me myself also who've been you know in the west end and you think yeah that's it I've cracked it everybody's going to be talking about me and then nothing happens so you know, I need it's to go to my happy
0: place. To make me really <laughs> uncomfortable.
1: Sorry, sorry. You wanted honest, honest yeah, actors.
0: Yeah, no, this is good. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it, it feels like um, that. We, we we let's part that because we're gonna come back to it anyway. Okay. Um. Uh, because there's a whole big section I think around we can talk about that. Um. Later in an in interview, but uh, before I go on, usually what I try and do is for listeners who don't. Know of you or know a lot about your work as a kind of way of introducing you without me having to do any research, uh-huh. and also in a way that I suppose uh, allows you to, I don't know, pick something that that represents you. I ask if you could select one job, and then I always say because I feel really cruel, say I'm one. You can have two, because uh, usually people I know I would pick one for this reason and one for this reason, but it would be, you know, they're very different things. If you could pick one or two things to represent the kind of actor that you you would like to be thought of or the kind of work that you like to do, Mm -hmm. what are the jobs you're most proud of?
1: Okay. Um, I think I might be known for doing political theatre. I did Mad Forest with Carol Churchill about the fall of Ceausescu in 1990, which... I was straight up drama school and I and we went to the Royal Court with it afterwards, but we went to the National Theatre of Bucharest and we performed it there. It was brilliant working with Carol Churchill because she's so wise and wonderful um, and really cares about people um, and I think that shows in her work and uh, she's very uh, politically sound, intelligent, blah, all of those things. Wonderful things. Um, also, we stayed with, it was very, very much close to the time that Ceausescu was um, killed, and we stayed after, just after that, we stayed in Bucharest with people who lived there. Uh, I stayed with a teacher who became the character that I played. So my input was... Uh, greater than it would be, I think, normally it, when you're rehearsing a play, because I was very much part of, I had to write uh, what I'd seen, um, how I felt about this character, you know, the conversations that we'd had, and I had to write that and pass it on to Carol, who would then incorporate it beautifully into the play. Also, you know, uh, one of my characters, there's a reportage um, a bit in the middle of the play, um, was a house painter who spoke very little English but I interviewed her so that that interview was in there so it was very much a kind of collaborative process I felt and we became a part of the event because we were close to the people who were actually in the event informing us so when we performed it I think there was there was a great deal of um, emotional investment as well as political investment in telling people in uh, the UK About what was actually going on during that time politically in uh, Romania, and one of the greatest things was going back to Romania to to perform it there um, when things were very still very unstable because we didn't know whether we'd be you know bricks would be thrown at us or or whether we'd be lauded and you know people would love it, and it was the most amazing reaction because uh, the audience were just overwhelmed by the fact that people from another country wanted to tell their story. Um, God, don't get me emotional. It's, um,
0: it's pretty amazing actually. I'm just listening to it. It's great. It sounds amazing.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: At such an early point in your career as well, that's that's formative. That is. Yeah. By very definition, it's going to it's going to make you as a performer be a different performer by the end of it. Exactly.
1: So, um, so basically, yes. If if I could name a life-changing theatre idea-forming time, it, w- it would be that. Wow. Um, I've also gone on to do things like uh, the riots at the tricycle with Nick Kent, which was also very much based around what was happening during the riots, um, people's true accounts of uh, what was happening in their lives. So very much that is a, a form of theatre that I'm, I'm very interested in.
0: So uh, in order to get to that point where you're working, I imagine you had to audition um, and this kind of, uh, again, is one of those things that divides people and and most actors can never understand how anyone would answer the opposite. Do you enjoy auditions?
1: (laughs) I think I enjoy them more now than I used to. I mean, when I started auditioning, we had to do things like, um, well, rep was loud and proud, which is a great thing, but we had to do speeches and things like that, which you kind of don't really do anymore. Oh, thank God. I know. So there was that (laughs) added pressure that, oh, you're in the spotlight. You've got to do your your Shakespeare speech and your modern speech. Um, But thankfully, you don't have to do that anymore. I think with auditions, you learn over the years how to deal with them. And I think the stronger you are personally and and the more that you know yourself and uh, the stronger you are in that and the more grounded you are, the better you get on in auditions. Just because, for me, now it's become just meeting somebody else and seeing whether things are kind of, you know, buzzing between us.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't... I'm not, I'm not a great fan of cell tapes because I don't think you have the creative chemistry that you need when you're you, you're basically making something in 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 a theatrical sense or, or a televisual sense or whatever. I think um, sometimes that goes horribly wrong because you know directors end up working with actors that they don't necessarily click with. There's a lot of awkwardness around that. I think if you meet someone in a room that you immediately think, oh my God, this is great. We can play with each other. We can we can come mm-hmm. up with something. Um, that those are the sort of people that I want to work with. So if I go into an audition and it's not really happening, I, I'm just as happy to walk away as the other person.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> so when they say, oh no, sorry, you weren't right for the part, or well, we went another way, which is a term that I hate, um, I can go, well, yeah, you're right. It wasn't really happening between us, was it? I think, you know, in, in a way, acting in that sense is is no different from any other job interview when, you know, you're not going to get picked for the job if the person doesn't like you. So I think taking the element of of that kind of chemistry out of the scenario, which is what self-tapes do, is is not a good thing, I don't think.
0: Buy tickets to the best theatre in London, the new way. With the TodayTix app, getting great offers and access to exclusive tickets has never been easier. With TodayTix Rush, you won't have to queue at the box office for hours to get day seats like some tourist. You can access big savings with their lotteries. What else can you do with it? I'm about to tell you. You know by now. Well, let me see. I'm going to filter this by... Uh, all shows? Don't think so. I want to see some cabaret today. What have you got for me? Look at that. Hot gay time machine from 29 quid. Briefs, Close Encounters from 30 quid. Christmas in Leicester Square from 1850. It doesn't get any better than that, folks. Check it out. Download today, Tex, the Theatre Ticket app from the App Store and Google Play and see theatre differently. Hello, testing. I'm back in the room. Good. Excellent. All right. So, uh, sorry for interrupting there. Uh, apologies if uh, people listening have uh, been wondering why I've been in a different room. It's because uh, I had the microphone plugged into the wrong input, but don't tell anyone. Uh, um, it's between us. Yes, okay? exactly. It's absolutely between us and anyone who's listening. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so auditions, you've learned to cope. Um, one of the things you said there was uh, you hate the term... Um, gone another way mm. i have to ask why what is it it sounds like you've got a you've got a, a pre-prepared statement on the subject
1: i don't know i just think that got, it's stating the bleeding obvious of course it's gone the <laughs> other way i didn't get it yeah. i'd rather somebody said i'm sorry you didn't get that that's, yeah. that's just honest it's gone another way it's just well literally yes i know that i'm not stupid it's,
0: I'm not doing it. Yeah, but I always think as well, how far the other way could it have gone? I'm pretty <laughs> sure everybody that was in the room was roughly the same age, roughly... Oh, you know, don't think like, that. We, we've, we've gone the other way, and then if, if they cast it, and they cast, like, you know, you, I'd go, oh, they did go another way. Yeah. They've gone a totally other way. But if they well, cast... Well,
1: they were very similar, I think.
0: Yeah, them. well, I think in lots of ways. I think... in that we both wear ties to understand? <laughs> That's true. Um, I think... Uh, if like say I don't know it was an actor I did a job with recently and after I got cast and then they cast him they said to me can you grow a beard because it ends up that both of us look very similar when we're clean shaven right. so like if it had been him who got a part that I was up for I'd be like that's not the other way you just went with someone you liked better
1: yeah, exactly. So be honest or, about
0: or it. Or someone you thought was better. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But
1: I wouldn't, you know, I really, at this stage in my life, wouldn't mind if, uh, uh, this is the other thing, isn't it, that casting directors need to tell us when we haven't got the job. And also, no, it topical, would, topical, it would help if they told us why we haven't got the job, because... Then we won't make the same mistakes over and over again. We might feel better about ourselves if it's something out of our control, etc., etc., etc. And I know that's 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 very topical at the moment, but it's true. You know, if you don't, it's basics, someone, isn't it? It's basics. It's polite, yeah. you know, and it's helpful. Yeah, you know, and it only to you know feedback <sighs> I get occasionally, which is very, very nice, and I really appreciate. It, I really appreciate it when I do. Um, It just gives you something to rally against,
0: idiots. What do they know?
1: Exactly. But most of the time, I have to kind of guess and then watch it on television and think, oh, that's why that person got the job. What
0: do you beat yourself up about when you leave or do you not anymore?
1: I do less. Now, the only thing that I beat myself up about, I think, is when I don't do my best acting-wise, when I make mistakes that I think shit I could have done that better. Why didn't
0: I do are that? There, are there, when you say mistakes, do you mean choices that you come out and go, that was the wrong choice? Or do you mean like mistakes, as in surely like a, a, a different choice isn't a mistake? You're being really hard on yourself there.
1: It, it, like technical mistakes, okay. There are technical mistakes. Yeah. Uh, there are wrong choices technically. Yeah. So for example, if I'm doing a camera audition or whatever, and I do part of the speech looking down, that's not necessarily going to help me because I'm not letting the camera see yeah. my thought process. Yeah. So sometimes in being natural and doing it really realistically and truthfully and looking down, I have shot myself in the foot because technically I haven't fulfilled yes. what, what what I could have fulfilled.
0: If- so do you, do you come out of like, say, I don't know, Spotlight or Nash Studios or any of those central London kind of casting uh, um racks do you uh do you come out of those and walk down the road doing the scene again
1: oh of course yeah i'm, I'm like uh, a mad old lady i have conversations with myself all the time just generally do in the you? street yeah i find my mouth moving and people looking at me i think also it's almost like i do this in exams as well it's almost like i dare myself to fail at the last minute mm. so i never over prepare because I think there's always got to be a little bit of creative magic wiggle room yeah. in there, so, and, I, and I, I know actors who, who kind of go in for auditions and they film themselves before they've gone in the room, <gasps> so they know exactly what they're going to do. And Does it work
0: do exactly they, what angle? Do they get? Are they more successful? That's I've never even thought of doing that.
1: No, well neither have I because I think it's I don't I, have time. I think it's the wrong thing to do. I don't have time. I just I just think you know to actually uh, I'm got I'm. I'm cast a lot in emotional parts on television uh, because I can cry basically. So um, to 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 be able to do that, I think I've got to really feel it. So I've got to really put myself in that person's in in that person's position. I can't do that if I if I've already over rehearsed it to to know yeah. that I'm looking here, there, and you know, because that, that's they ha- they not spontaneous. Ha- yeah, and
0: they have to solve that they have to shoot you according to how it is really in yeah. circumstances like that.
1: But I think higher
0: that- for hire, that should be Yeah. Your-
1: but I th- I would like to think that people are more impressed by the fact that you can emotionally connect to the character no. than look in the right direction. You no, know, in an audition
0: situation,
1: I sometimes think, just don't let's not rehearse it.
0: To do it first
1: let's just do it because then it will be spontaneous do you want to rehearse
0: it first I hate
1: yes let's read it th- first it's kind of like well let's just do it because I might get it right first time
0: um, um, when you go have you over your career have people you've considered rivals so the kind of people you go into a waiting room and, and badly run audition processes where they just put everybody who's up for the same part in the same three hour block are the people you walk in and see and I'm not asking for names just but like you walk in and see and go Yes, not fuck necessarily,
1: but there's, well, commercial castings obviously. Yeah. <laughs> commercial castings. Um, that's a different. That's a, oh, yes, exactly. Just any, anybody who's your age will be in the room. Um, uh, there's one actress who shall re- remain nameless, um, but often we're up for the same parts, but I think we're very different. Right. So that's not so bad because I either think Blah Blah is going to get this, or I will, or they'll go the other way. (laughs) So I think I don't feel so bad about that um, because I I think we we both have very different qualities and it depends what they're looking for. But I have found myself in a room with a, a particular actress quite a lot. But apart from that, I have to say, most auditions are run pretty
0: well. Do you find yourself competing? With any of those people, do you find yourself still um, seeing other people do well and in a small part of your soul, uh, do do you find that difficult?
1: I think that's something that we all have to contend with and come to terms with because I think as a younger actor, you feel more competitive. Mm. You feel like it's more of a race and I think as you get older, you realise that everybody's different and everybody has different qualities and different things to bring to anything. Um, different looks, different personalities, different voices, different experiences. So I think as I've got older, I'm less uh, jealous of other people getting work. I, I, am, I would like sometimes more luck to fall into my lap. I think sometimes I might be jealous of people's luck like, oh, no, if only that had happened to me or if only I'd been there. and the, You know, but you can't be jealous of that, If only I hadn't really. done that other
0: job, I'd have been available for the, the...
1: Exactly. But you can't be you can't be jealous of any of that because you can't control any of that.
0: Well, you can because it, quite clearly it's still a thing, right? Because, you know, you're saying that a small part of you at least is... Still... I
1: think it would be unnatural if you...
0: It means you wanted.
1: You absolutely didn't have a little twinge of, oh, that could have been me you know, yeah. in the back of your mind. But you can't let that con- control your life. You have the, that can't make you dislike people or, you know, um, it's too be late. angry. Or, it's too late for know.
0: me. It's too late <laughs> for me. Um, do you prefer to enjoy the money when it's there? Or are you are you a squirreler way of money? As one of my friends said, and I think fair play to him, but I could never do it. He said, Jonathan, you've got to live frugally, especially when you're working. No. i think no yeah. when you're working that's the time the, to spend you're the king of everything <laughs> and when you're yeah, unemployed exactly. you're unemployed so you, but his thing is and i think it, it's genius actually is when he's unemployed he doesn't need the added pressure of being skint so when he's when he's employed he'll quite happily make a packed lunch and not go for a drink because he'll be like no i'm gonna save some money and then it means when he's unemployed he can come into town for a few beers see a friend in a show
1: he's a he, very clever man I'm, I couldn't do that. No, No, me. If I've got money in my pocket, it's there for spending, isn't it? Totally. And then you wait until the next bit of money comes yeah. in, and then you spend that. Because yeah. otherwise, you know, what's the point of dying with loads of money in your bank account?
0: Exactly. This is good. I mean, that's it. That, remember we talked about wisdom? Yeah. That's that w- right there. That's uh, a nugget. Okay. Right, okay. Any more of those? Any? <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Okay. Um. No. <laughs> um,
0: so... Uh, an agent once told me, and this is one of those things that has become, I think, uh, I've said it to everybody, so oddly this agent said this thing to me in passing about 20 years ago, and it's now become a thing everybody knows about, and it is, and the agent once said to me that the only time an actor's ever truly happy
1: yeah.
0: is in the five minutes after they get a call to say they've got the job, and then the self-doubt comes.
1: No. And he
0: he said that... He will often speak to an actor, he always gives them the news they got the job and then the next time he speaks to them, they started the self-doubt of like, I think, you know, basically, I don't think we'd cast the right person or maybe somebody else turned, like all oh, that, I'm not good. am I good enough? Am I-? Do you recognize? obviously, I mean, you're, you're kind of like suggesting you don't recognise yourself in that at all. So if you don't recognise yourself in that, um, once the initial excitement's over, what kind of thoughts do you immediately go to, well I'm gonna get stuck into this, roll your sleeves up, start
1: Okay. If it's something that I really, really, really want, then that's great. But that doesn't ever wane. I still really, really, really want to do it. Um and I have enough confidence in myself to to know that I've been chosen because I'm the best person to do that job. So I'm I don't I don't question that. I'm more likely when I'm offered a job that I'm not quite sure about to immediately go, oh, yeah, shall I do it? Do I want to do that for that period of time? Do I want to work with these people? So I would immediately question it until I'd kind of gone, oh, no, this is going to be fine, and then I'd be fine. So rather than the the initial, I've got a job, and then go, oh, yeah, but do I I kind of do it the other way around, I think, in that scenario.
0: Yeah, I mean, I... mm. I, the only time I've ever turned down a job that I've auditioned for it didn't go so well because they were like why did you fucking audition for it in the first place and they weren't happy
1: but why aren't we allowed to do that because I am a dear Recall but why aren't we allowed to do that I think we should be allowed to do that it
0: didn't go down well at all
1: I don't care you know, it's 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 your choice, it's your life. You yeah. should be able to choose what you want to do. Yeah. If you're gonna be miserable for six months, they say then don't put yourself th-
0: They say Jonathan, you shouldn't have went to the recall. And I was like, in all fairness Maybe you
1: needed to recall then.
0: It turns out it was wrong. I played it fucking brilliantly and I should have done it. That's one of those ones that you go Jonathan right? <laughs> Yeah, but it's a Law. But that's an a,
1: a, Yeah, why aren't we allowed to do that? Exactly. I think Many, 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 many more—too um, many times—our power as actors and creators is taken away from us, and I think we should really, really, really fight for that not to happen. I don't care if if I uh, go to a recall; I wouldn't feel bad about that, and I don't think I should be made to feel bad. You
0: come into my next recall with me.
1: Yes. <laughs> You've got, you know, we've got to we've got to have confidence in ourselves and our decisions, and we shouldn't be told what we can and cannot think or do.
0: Um, um, do you get nervous then, um, having taken the job that you've wanted and gone through the process of rehearsing it? Do you get nervous for press night, for previews? Oh god, yeah. Do you get nervous every time you go on stage?
1: No, I. Uh... Okay, Press night. Let's go to Press Nights. Uh, press Nights I hate
0: because I think... Which makes you a human being. Yeah. It's one of the tests of the psychopath. <laughs> it's, it, they're
1: false. They're, it's, a, it's a false situation. You, you, the audience is full, well, not necessarily full, but there are a few people in the audience who are going to... who are just there to judge you. They are just there to
0: judge but it's you. It's the weirdest mix though, because it's them and your family.
1: Right. Or your friends that you can take right. to parties and and and, and rely on yeah. looking after themselves.
0: So it's like it's like the most supportive and least supportive audience together.
1: Yeah, I, I tend not to. I, I have certain friends that I, all, I, I I bring to press nights because I know that you know they're low maintenance. They're great. They can go and mingle. They don't need you know. I think you have to take people like that to press nights people who support you but are but, uh, quite willing to let you go and, and just move move around and yeah. do your own thing I wouldn't ever invite my family to a press night
0: well my wife will consider her family and she's oh, invited easy. so that's I mean I don't have the dog unfortunately isn't allowed in most theatres oh. well we have a ticket for something on Monday a spare ticket and I said to my wife wouldn't it be great if we could just turn up with the dog and the spur ticket and be like come on well dogs can
1: go to yoga classes now why can't they go to theatres
0: Yoga. Exactly. Yeah, this is a cinema as well, and the dog is very quiet.
1: Apart from if anything moves, as well, you yeah. said earlier. Well,
0: also, but the dog is quiet unless there's a dog in the film, <laughs> in which case she'll be like, Where? What? She'll be It like, wouldn't surprise me if dogs start coming to the theatre, actually. Bark, bark along. Think, yeah. bark, bark along screenings yeah. of uh, 101 Dalmatians. Um, that's a good idea, actually. I'm going to do that. Do you get stage fright? Have you ever had stage fright? Like in the way that people talk about stage fright, that makes me doubt that I've ever been on stage? No. Do you because, know that kind of like that Yeah, that, that frozen tripling... kind of uh,
1: fight or flight fear. No. I've never had that, thankfully. Um, but, you know, I sympathise with anybody who has had that and there are ways to overcome it um, if you kind of seek help in the right places. Um, but um, nerves, yeah, everybody's nervous. Sometimes it depends what play I'm doing. The last play that I did um, was I was playing a fourteen year old. <laughs> this is the other thing I always get cast in. <laughs> I always get cast in really weird roles. So I played mad women and fourteen uh, year old girls. So I'm at the Lyric Hammersmith playing a fourteen year old girl <clears throat> with a load of seventy uh, year olds playing seventeen year olds. Um, I didn't. I didn't get nervous at all. Not not even on press night in that part. Just because. It was such good fun. It was so kind just of... couldn't wait to get on stage. I just embraced the whole experience. It was just, you know, you could just go mental and it was great. So, uh,
0: do, you, do you read reviews at the other side of it?
1: Mm. What I do is I see them and I run down to see if my name's in them.
0: And if your name is in
1: them? <laughs> um, I will... You'd really sort of be tempted to read it sometimes that's not the best thing to do um oftentimes um for anybody who's thinking of writing a review about me ever in the future don't my name <laughs> my name is sarah ball b-a-double-l I, I always get called sarah ball sarah bell
0: oh come on for,
1: it's, it's one easy letter oh come and,
0: on Jonathan ah. Harden gets misspelled quite a lot, but Sarah Ball—that I mean, is like—it's
1: easy. You think it's easy? I know, but no, no. Honestly, I don't know what it Who are is. Who we're about talking
0: it? about here? Who's who's anybody? Anybody have ever misspelled your name? Come on,
1: news rev- reviewers and things. Reviewers I'm not, I'm not things naming no, names, no. otherwise I'll get terrible they, reviews they for the rest would of name my life shame. You with you know my name would... spelled right.
0: Yeah. with your name spelled yeah. wrong, yeah. just to kind of well, <laughs> no, they, with no,
1: will my name right. if They're giving
0: me a terrible review have you ever had a really bad experience with reviews because it sounds like you have read them and then it hasn't been as you say it hasn't been sometimes
1: again you've got to uh, open your mindset and go do you know what it's one person's opinion
0: it's just a different audience member yeah
1: it's, it's just a subjective experience for everybody who's in that audience so you, you know you can't control what they're going to say about you you know they, it doesn't make it true which do
0: you it's think has a worst impact on a performance a good review or a bad one I think I've been, I've, okay, I, this is not talking about performance, this is
1: talking about production. Um, I was trapped in a production with the Royal Shakespeare Company, which shall remain nameless, um, and it wasn't a very good production. And the reviews were very bad. And that is awful because you've still got to do it for all that amount of time. It's horrible. Knowing that it's not very good. And there's nothing you can do about it because it's not about the performances. It's about the whole concept. It's about something that's... It doesn't work. Somebody's just saying, can...
0: it doesn't work. Now, now you've got the next two or three months Absolutely. to waste.
1: And then the audiences are dwindling and dwindling because all the reviews are terrible. So that is the worst thing when you're in a terrible production and there's actually nothing that you can physically do to change that.
0: Um, what What's the longest you've gone without work?
1: oh god i don't know i honestly don't know um three days no three i days. think at the beginning no i <laughs> i wish um uh, at the beginning i think i might have gone about 18 months yeah with, with no work no acting work but you know you have to build build up kind of connections and things and then those connections disappear and
0: Start die again. and
1: have babies and you know and then you have to keep building up that's what i
0: call backing the wrong horses well, the thing. Got to get them young.
1: Yeah. Oh, find no, out if this... they want to
0: have a family. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. The, uh, the what, what I like, what I like to do, not only because they're young, but because they're very creative people. Is is I've been working with quite a few uh, directors who are way younger than me, which isn't difficult because I'm fifty two years old. But I I find that quite exciting. Which is
0: so old.
1: Well, you know, there's a lot of people in my position who wouldn't give you their age because age is a thing, isn't it? Yeah, age is a thing that was well, are to keep quiet about. Obviously, You're it. You're I bra- can Your play range is, is
0: verifiably. Fourteen to you know whatever. Absolutely.
1: So uh, and you know I've played eighty as well. Like in my. Fourteen 20s. to eighty.
0: Come on, that's not bad.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I've lost my train of thought. Yes, I so had a point you were look- you were working with younger
0: bed. directors.
1: A yeah. Lot. Because yeah. they're so
0: creative and like also they, they'll Ned
1: Bennett, who's fantastic. He is brilliant. Ned's brilliant. Yeah. He's really brilliant. Yeah. Um, if if I didn't know that lots of people would be listening to this, I'd say he's probably one of the best directors I've ever worked with. I, I love the way he works. He, he gives you such freedom to explain. He's not that young,
0: though, anymore, Ned, but must be like 33 now. He's about 32, 33, yeah. Which is young, I guess, for a director.
1: Well, it's young for me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so, longest 18 months, you think?
1: Yeah, I reckon so.
0: Does it ever get to the point, and we've already talked about it at the start, I said we come back to it, where you think, oh, do you know what, fuck this, I'm out, I'm done, no one's going to hire me, I'm never going to work again.
1: Hmm, no, I've never actually thought that. I, I'm very much of the mindset, if you keep on going, you know, other yeah. people fall by the wayside and, you know, last man standing.
0: Have you got the long life, gene?
1: Uh, well, in, the, in my family, yeah, the, yeah. The yeah my,
0: gene. Have you got the yeah. leering?
1: My granddad lived to the age of one hundred and one. There you go. And my nan and granddad were in nineteen ninety six.
0: So you will, you know, outlive all of your peers.
1: So long um, as I can remember lines when I'm ninety six, are we okay?
0: Because they'll have chips and stuff. So they'll just, just <laughs> insert it like tiny. SD well, they'll have card.
1: robot actors then. They won't need us anyway. So,
0: oh, you sell a terrifying version of the future. Um. It, has has been unemployed gotten easier with time? I guess it has. It sounds like you're kind of fairly, you know. Um,
1: well, it, yeah, I'm, I'm. Philosophical
0: about it all. I, well, in the, back in the day
1: when it was easy to sign on, like you know, in the eighties yeah. and stuff, we just signed on when we weren't working. That was the way that you kind of made things work. Now, much more difficult, obviously. Um, during the years, what I've done is uh, um, I went off when I was at the RSC, actually, uh, for some intellectual stimulation. Um, not that I didn't find it intellectually stimulating, but I went off and I did a degree in psychology with the Open University. Lovely. And then uh, put it in my educational piggy bank uh, for, for a time when I might need it. Also, it's an incredibly uh, interesting Useful thing to do yep. if you're an actor to... to you know find out how people work what makes them tick etc and you know I'd recommend it to anybody was it a
0: BSC Is this, as an aside was it a BSC or a BA psychology A
1: BSC ONS
0: so way.
1: yes so that was good uh so I did that and it, also it, it, I I did um man, uh, not my first um after Mrs. Rochester uh, in the West End, which is when I played the, the mad woman in the attic. Um, I had to take a break from my studies then because obviously I, we went on a world tour. So, you know, who wants to be uh, writing essays when you're in Australia? So I took a, a break then. So it took me a little bit longer than it would normally. But that's a good thing to have in my piggyback bank and not impossible. So if anybody's thinking out there, oh, no, I can't study and act at the same time, you can. Uh, do it with the Open University, because then you can be any... I've taken exams in Japan, so you can be anywhere in the world when you're studying, so...
0: A little psycho- psychological question then. Um, have, ask- you, have you ever played a part which you think has changed you, or does every part change you in some regard? And by that I mean, uh, you know, particularly, have you found it difficult to shift characteristics of a part after having finished a production or having finished filming, or do you find there's a... Uh, uh, like a shadow left somewhere on your on your person by character you played? That's a very interesting question.
1: Um, I played uh, Mad Woman in the Attic after Mrs. Rochester. We did that play for over a year. We did it, I think we started the Lyric, then we went to the West End, then we did a world tour. So I was playing Mad Woman. I mean, mad, ugh, guts, crying, screaming woman. I can see that. For for almost a year on stage for 10 half hours. That had an effect on me. It's got to. Yeah. It's got to. Not necessarily. It it wasn't like I lost myself or I I was kind of depressed or anything. It's just that you have to go to a place in your soul that sometimes, you know, you have to carry that around with you for the rest of the day when you're on the beach because you know you've got to be able to bring that out in the evening so it's it was almost like a
0: ball of tension being held or something
1: yeah I couldn't let it go and be myself until I'd finished that job because to to go to that place you have to you, you can't be happy and then suddenly go to that place it, it doesn't work you have to kind of carry it around with you I don't think I, I carried it around with me in a way that <gasps> I was mad. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's just that I knew that I had to have this knot just, you know, in it, in my belly all of the time because I knew that I had to spill it every night or afternoon on stage, at eight shows a week. That's that's tough. That that was hard. And when
0: And it's hard, like when you come off stage there's that thing of it doesn't matter who you're playing, like, if you've done something physical there's a natural carry on where it's impossible to just like think that if you spend 11 hours filming and you're limping, it's impossible to think that you just like something in your body still wants to do that. In the mm. same way as if you're doing an accent for 11 hours a day, you'll be in the pub and when you've had a couple of drinks, some, mm. for some reason the accent will come back out ahead of your own because your mouth is used yeah. to making the shapes. And I think possibly there's an argument to say that, of course, you would have that little ball of tension if yeah. If you've trained your mind into that particular path, particularly for And your
1: body. I mean, your body as well. This is why also I'm interested between the body and the mind, because the the body was the body of someone who was going through that, because my body didn't know that my brain was aligned to it, that I was only acting. Well, that's
0: interesting. Disconnect is interesting from an actor's perspective then. Yeah. That must be fascinating to look into.
1: But it's almost like... That
0: you're tricking your body, that your body doesn't know you're an actor.
1: No. Well, how would it? How would it? Your body is going, that person's upset. I'm crying because that's what I do. I make tears when you're upset. That's so you're lying. Brilliant. Your brain is lying
0: to, That's to, to the
1: way that your body's working.
0: That's mind-blowing. That's great. I love that. But that's really it's good. It's
1: fascinating. And that's, this is why I want to get into the whole body kind of mind do, thing. Do you think there's an
0: advantage to a psychological advantage to being an actor? Like, if there is a disadvantage, which is that we all know uh, irregular working patterns, lack of financial security, uh, you know, constant rejection, all these things that we know and they're well documented and those are the downsides. Is there a psychological advantage to the processes around acting? So the uh, empathising with another perspective, the... At walking in another person another person's shoes or sharing an experience that isn't your own do you think there is something gained through that
1: absolutely and i think true actors really want to learn about other people they re- really do want to walk, learn about society learn about they they want to learn about being different from they want to learn about what is outside of them and become it is literally like walking in somebody else's shoes isn't it you're not a good actor in my opinion, isn't just dressing up and pretending to be somebody else. They're investing their reality in that character's reality. So they are becoming...
0: Do you think you're a different person? Because as of, one of those questions, it's impossible because how do you know what you would have been if you hadn't been an actor? But do you think being an actor has shaped who you are politically, socially, ethically? Although, do you think that
1: absolutely, yeah,
0: is something to do with... Being forced to see the world from multiple perspectives.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, it, it. it's my life journey to be an actor. I'm still learning about different things. I don't. I, I, the one term that I hate <laughs> is jobbing actor. I just think it's really...
0: I fucking hate that. I hate resting as well.
1: Oh.
0: Like, as if somehow being out of work is relaxing.
1: And, like, you're walking around with this... Uh, label around your neck saying all i can do is turn up for jobs and act that's what i do i just I just, just up.
0: jobbing just jobbing you
1: know, yeah yeah just like, jobbing like like you know digging a road or something yeah. exactly it's it's more than that it's a whole psychological process that we put ourselves through it's you know a creative process is
0: acting hard
1: I, uh, the lifestyle's hard Acting itself is the easiest thing in the world for me, which yeah. is why I'm an actor. Some people can't act, so it's hard for them, but it's, it's what I do. So for yeah. me, it's not hard to act.
0: Yeah. I was reading quotes from Richard Harris yesterday for <laughs> some unknown reason. I just went through, I'm actually, in bed last night, I was reading out Richard Harris quotes from my wife, which makes me sound like a terrible human being. Uh, but it was because there's a Richard Harris Film Festival on in Ireland. Right, and something happened with that yesterday. And so I was looking for Richard Harris quotes, and there's some amazing quotes, including him talking about how absolutely easy acting, like how easy it is, and why it's it's just it don't. There's no science around this. It's just a thing that I do. (laughs) It's like,
1: but it is, isn't it? If you if you do it, if you can do it, it's not difficult, is it?
0: I don't know. Do you find being an actor changes your personal relationships, or has changed personal relationships, or made them more difficult, or? Has there been a kind of a personal cost as well as a financial one to choosing this particular path?
1: I think that uh, in the past, I used to do a lot more touring than I do now. Um, I don't tend to do touring unless it's something really, really that I want to do. Um, Because I have a more stable kind of lifestyle now. I'm in a relationship I have a home, I have two cats, blah. but I think in the past, it's difficult to hold down a relationship, I think, when you're an actor, when you have to travel all over the place. Um, but I didn't mind that because I loved traveling all over the place, and I love being with a new family every you know every so often that's That's how I see working with different people you You have a new family to play
0: with. Here's here's a question then. Do people outside of the industry? Do you have many friends out of the, outside of the industry? And oh,
1: do I do I oh, I do I have I have my kind of therapy friends. I yeah. have the, the people that
0: I've trained with outside do, of. Do you have the habits that you've learned as an actor, i.e., becoming very close to people very quickly, and then just abandoning and going on to a different family. Do you think that's shaped how you interact with people outside the industry? Have you? Yeah.
1: I do, I can, yeah. I think I um, I can. I can oh, this sounds makes You're me sound all or terrible. Nothing. I can drop people. And,
0: but, you know, but I feel I mean, like I can. Like I feel like
1: I'm, yeah, I'm the most terrible yeah, friend in the I'm, world, I'm, and
0: people outside the industry don't get it. But
1: the thing is about actors as well. We have so many friends or people that we've worked with that we oh
0: stop boasting.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> that we that we see occasionally, or we bump into at parties, or press nights, or blah yes. blah blah. We we kind of, you just don't physically have time to see everybody no. that you know. So that's yeah. kind of accepted. You know, it's kind of accepted. It's that the we're... first
0: time I've thought of it in these terms, but I really think the reason why I'm a terrible friend is because I'm an actor. I have a friend who describes, he's not an actor, he says, oh, my actor friends are so flaky. And it makes me really angry because I think actors are the least flaky people oh. I know. The reason why he says we're flaky is because we'll at day's notice we'll go, man, I can't make tomorrow. Right, because shits happened. Like I've got a self-tape or a yeah. self-tip. Yeah, we're exactly right. He doesn't get that. Yeah, My, everyone in the industry gets that. Right, he doesn't get that, so he, we're flaky. Right, and generally, like if he organises a party with three months in advance, he's like, "But I told you three months ago," yeah. and you're like, "Yeah, but the, as someone said to me the other day in the interview, the optimum time is anything under two weeks." Yeah, usually then I can commit, mm. but anything under two days is preferable. Mm. Like I want to know about your wedding. On the Thursday. Yes, exactly.
1: No, 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 absolutely. It's, it's so, it, yeah, there is that aspect of being an actor that is a pain in the arse where you can't plan anything. You can't plan, you know, 50th birthday party. I'll plan a 50th birthday party praying that I don't get a job a yep. week before yep. and I can't have my yep. 50th birthday party.
0: And no one gets it? No. No one gets it? no. Okay, so um we talked earlier about you were saying about you know, it's it's more than going out and digging a road and it's it's earlier you talked about um kind of and, and actors in the same sentence as potters and other things. Do you think acting is a craft or an art? Oh a bit of both that's a bit of a sit on the fence answers no, no, no. if you don't make it's an saying. art
1: okay it's it's an art in the way well in in a, any creative sense so so i would say the art is actually the um impetus to do something like if you're painting a painting it is what comes from your mind and ends up on the canvas the craft is making the technical things uh, you know stand up so it's the same thing in acting The art is is what's coming from the inside, the 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 kind of the 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 new reality that you're creating, uh, which needs to be believable, and the craft is. Using your voice, or you know, knowing where the camera is on television—that's that's the most the convincing
0: actor, uh, answer I've heard. So me. I'm not sitting so on the fence. No, that was good. Art for me
1: is something that affects the viewer emotionally. They they make an emotional investment in what they're seeing. You do it with poetry. You do it with painting. You might do it with a pot. You know, you do it with a performance. You become part of what what, what you're seeing, basically, on some set, on some level.
0: Um, do you consider yourself successful?
1: Oh, that's a difficult question.
0: Um, there's been a few. Uh, there's been a few difficult ones. I'm sorry. Because
1: it's not black and white, is it? No. Yes, I'm successful in the way that I think I've come a long way and I've learned a lot of things. And I, I think I've done some great acting work, but also I've done great other work too. So yes, in that way, I think I'm successful. Am I financially successful? No, as a big zero. No, I'm not financially successful. But am I artistically successful? I would say yes, I am, because I think I'm proud of what I do and I'm proud of the people that I work with.
0: Would your uh, drama school applying younger self think of what you've achieved as being success? Would she be harder or... On 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 you than you are, or would she be even more impressed?
1: I think she. I don't know because when I was at drama school, I was quite kind of dark and angry. <laughs> so those aspects of me—dark and angry—those aspects it's of me hard to haven't changed not over a lifetime, really. <laughs> yeah, I, obviously you become mellower and you become more, more wiser. Basically, um, I think when I, when I came out of drama school. I would have been better to have seen the bigger picture, I think. I wasn't necessarily doing myself any favours, just with the way that I, you know, the way that I behaved, really. But and I think now
0: I've, I've got a more kind of... So would she be... Are you a success on her terms?
1: No, for her to be successful, I think... Well, actually, maybe, yeah, maybe she would say I'm successful, actually because uh, I've always stayed true to what I believe in and uh, what I believe art and creativity and acting to be. So, yes, in that way, I'm successful.
0: Um, If you could go back to that same young woman and offer her some advice, not to help her to get where you are, but to help make the intervening years a little bit less stressful or a little bit... um, a little bit less of an uphill struggle than they might have been at times, what kind of things might you offer her? What pearls of wisdom?
1: I would say just allow things to develop and don't um, put up barriers to anything that comes into your life. Even if it's not obviously what's going to move you from A to B, it may be part of something that moves you from A to B um speak to people don't be scared of people allow people in um you know somebody wants to talk to you talk to them don't judge people don't judge situations just dive in there and see what happens because at the the end of the day you know you can always get out of the pool if you don't like what's going on you know um any more advice that i yeah, marry, marry a rich man
0: probably would be a good
1: <laughs> good advice for any artist.
0: Yes, don't go out with another actor for crying out loud.
1: No, I yeah, um, my fella, he's a he's a agent proof. Right. So he's, he's in the same business, but not in the same business, if you yeah. see what
0: I mean. Uh, okay, so you talked earlier about some little phrases that make you angry. What, at the moment in the industry, makes you most angry? Or, or, or um, if, another way of putting this question, as I used to ask it, was if I could put you in charge of things for a day, what would be at the top of your list to change? About? The industry. The industry. Um, and I, I suppose some of the stuff Ends up being social as well But you know If we stick with the industry
1: Okay What would I change I'd change the thing about Getting feedback from auditions I think that's very important For people's yeah. You know
0: Yes or no There's success. a big campaign around that People yes. want to look it up Hashtag yes or no Obviously there's the whole
1: Era thing What else what else would I change? This is
0: your box moment. This is your, you
1: change. know. Change. I wish you told me this before you interviewed me, and then well. I could have had a whole list of things. What would I change about this? I, I change the fact that actors are almost encouraged to apologise for themselves. That um, their the, the power is taken away from them in, in many situations. That they are not. Intrinsic to the creative process in a lot of people's um, oh. mindsets. Yep. I changed that. Yep. Because they are absolutely the creative process. They are the most important thing in the theatre.
0: Okay, we've got everything in place. Now, what? We'll just what? Well, now we'll just get our cast.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, exactly. And then when you go to a new building and you, you're starting a play and you, there's millions of people from offices stood around in a big circle and they have to say their names and you have to say your name. And there's four of you in the cast and all of these people are working in that theatre and yet you're the, somehow the least important part of the machine. Huh?
0: That's, uh, it is absolutely ridiculous to me. Ridiculous.
1: And they're they're earning a lot more money than we are because Ridiculous. it's regular and you know.
0: Um okay. Um two questions left. Oh yeah. First one, both very quick. First one is do you worry more about your health, your career, or your financial security? Oh <laughs>
1: You see, I'm going to say that's an interesting question again. Uh, financial sec- sec- security, I know I should worry about, but I don't. I just think, you know. How you? I, well, that's I just good. think we will survive. That's I think, you know, you can cobble. I'd have just as much fun with some good friends and bottles of wine and, and bread and cheese as I would going to, you know, the, the ivy. So that doesn't really. Yeah. You know, so long as I can pay my bills and stuff, I'd rather be happy. Health. Now, health is very important in the fact that if you are unhealthy, you can't do what you
0: want to do. You can't. And there's no sick pay for actors.
1: No sick pay for actors.
0: This is the thing, isn't it? I become more aware of as it as I get older. Yeah. i 40, coming, and I think, oh, God.
1: Yeah. There I... is no insurance. But there is no insurance in life. Insurance is only about money. You know, there's no insurance about anything, really, at the end of the day.
0: Do you worry about career at all, then?
1: I worry about what I want to do in my career. I worry about the fact that I'm not in control of my career, I think. I'd love to be in control of my career more. I'd love to offer myself great jobs. Mm. But the the unfortunate thing about being an actor is that you have to wait for somebody else to to allow you to act. You can't... Well, you could, but, you know... just go to a park and act. It's, it's kind of not the same thing. You need an audience, you, you need, you know, a creative process to, to be doing what you want to do. And that, in a way, has to be offered to you or you have to create it through. And that means getting lots of money together and that's, that's a, a, a huge kind of undertaking. I think, unfortunately, mo- for most actors, we have to wait until somebody goes yes, I want you to do my job. And then we do the job. And I'd I'd love for it to be more collaborative, generally.
0: Like for some kind of online portal to exist where you said, I really want to do this play. I want to play a part like this. And then maybe a writer would go, oh, that's a really interesting character. And yeah. they would write it. Or some kind of like
1: uh, actor-director dating app where you just yeah. kind of went and, and met directors in a little room, had a chat, you know, talked about, stuff like
0: creative speed dating
1: and then yeah creative speed dating
0: great idea make it could happen I, I haven't got the energy for it anymore and um, last question yes and it's kind of you know the reason why this podcast started was because i got fed up with people asking this question so it's how i end it are you in anything at the minute
1: no yes <laughs> As, do, do, do most people say yes
0: no people are trained to say well, I'm just about to, or say <laughs> I just finished, or I've got a thing coming on TV. Right, but the question yes, is very know, specifically, yeah. are you no, in, in an and, and I love when people just go, Nope. No, I'm not. But yeah,
1: that's life, isn't it? You know, who are we trying to kid that we're constantly employed? We know we're not constantly employed. Actors know, everybody knows that. Very, very few people are constantly directors employed. Directors aren't
0: constantly employed. Casting directors uh, aren't constantly employed. Exactly,
1: we're all free freelance. That means we find work where we can get it. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. It's just what you do in the meantime to, to you know, interest yourself and, and keep yourself alive and, and, and kind of active. That's the important thing.
0: Excellent. Uh, I have really enjoyed our chat, um, largely because uh, you've complimented my questions <laughs> um, but also because I think uh, you care, it's that philosophical thing about someone who's thought a lot about what it is we do and what are the upsides or downsides. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, even though you said I should have told you, you know, blah, 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 and also you admitted you haven't listened to one, it feels like... You- you were naturally prepared for the questions. So it's nice to ask them and have somebody who's got a considered, a seemingly considered response, (laughs) even if it was... Even if I considered them in the moment. Even if it was completely off the bat. So thank you um, for your wisdom Mm. and your honesty. I appreciate it.
1: Can I give a plug to any actors out there who are thinking of creating themselves a a career alongside their acting? Um, There's a place called the Equity Charitable Trust... I don't think it actually belongs to equity, but they're they're a trust that they're there for equity members. If you wanted to train to, I don't know, become a counsellor or a, I don't know, tightrope walker, you could approach the Equity Charitable Trust and ask them for funding because they have a big pot of money that not many people know about that, you know, you write to them, you say what you want to do, They will come back to you and either say yes or no. And they've helped me in the past, and I'm very, very grateful for that. But I don't think they are publicised enough because I think they could help an awful lot more people.
0: And that's that, episode five, done and dusted. It is Christmas Eve. I'm off to put my feet up. It's going to be glorious. I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas Eve. Episode six will be with you in good time. Until then... Poppy Crembo, speak to your second.